0: I titled this uh, sermon worthy or worthiness is kind of running along the lines of what's, uh, what we've already been discussed. Everyone in that period, all the Jews in that period, in you know, when Jesus was there, everyone desired to be worthy in God's presence because God's not speaking. God's not here. God's not in the temple. And so we have to find ourselves, figure out a way to be worthy to back, go back into God's good books. For 400 something odd years between the Old Testament and the New, there were different people, different uh, types of uh, uh, tribes or clans or groups, trying to figure out what it means to be worthy to be get, in, get back into God's good books. Some people thought that they had it. And so, today, our point is this. God sees every human being as worthy to experience His presence. Every human being is worthy for that invitation. All Alright, so let's go into chapter 15, verse 1. Now the tax collector and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus, but the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. It may not be in the form of a question, but it's obviously implied when the Pharisees and the lawyers muttered about why Jesus did what he did. It's more of a question of why would Somebody like Jesus with such great stature, six foot four, right? Uh, Knows his law so well. He's even a true ethnic Jew. Why would, and he knows his Bible's like inside and out. He probably went to Awana many times, right? Maybe that's why he knows his scripture so well. Who knows, right? But he's like the perfect, perfect Jew. Why would he ever risk that to join and dine with sinners? Does he want to get bad influence? Does he want to like, contaminate his true ethnicity? Why would Jesus join with these guys? They're not worthy of this. Interesting enough, way back in chapter 10, just a few chapters of it before it, this happened again. The, the, the Jews asked Jesus, why are you doing this? Why are you going through the village of Samaria? Why on earth are you going to, Are you dining and dialoguing with this Samaritan woman who's clearly a sinner because he had, she had many husbands? Why would you risk that? They're not worthy of your time. They're not worthy for you to risk your status, your ticket to God's kingdom. They're telling Jesus this because mind you, they still don't know who Jesus was. They only thought that he was a great prophet or a great teacher or even hopefully Captain America. To lead them to this revolt against the Romans, so they were—they're were asking themselves, "Why are you doing this, Jesus? Why are you risking that?" Sometimes like, we wonder for ourselves. Reflect upon that, especially those who have been brought up in this Christian faith. Many times, uh, I don't know about you, but myself, I was told, "Don't hang around with bad people, <laughs> right? Bad like bad people, corrupts you." right those are bad those are and then i get told we are bad right don't hang around with those don't hang around with those go to christian school so you can stay away from this and that is it really that is it because we're going we might lose our worthiness in god's sight then jesus responds with this with a parable of course and so let's move on to verse 3 Then Jesus told them this parable. Suppose one of you has 100 sheep and loses one of them. Doesn't he leave the 99 in open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it? And when he finds it, he joyfully puts it on his shoulders and goes home. Then he calls his friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my sheep. So let's make a Carlton card to resemble that. I tell you that that in the same way, there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who do not repent. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Doesn't doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me. I have found my lost coin. In the same way, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of angels of God over one sinner who repents. Sheep's to shepherds, silver coins to a woman who worked hard for it is like me investing in, I don't know, beyond meat stock, and suddenly I lost it. It, like disappeared, some guy hacked into my system or hacked into my TD account, and then boom, it's gone. I'm like, what the, WTF, right? Like, where did it go? Right, like, I, I lost it, I need to find it. Because like, that's my retirement savings. Or like, if you are a true Vancouver, right, your house blew up, uh, like, you know, it just blew up, like, or somebody took it away. So sheep to shepherds and silver coins to women, to that woman, it's that to us. It's like that valuable stock. The thing that you work so hard for and life savings. And suddenly I'm like, Oof. Okay. So these are their life savings. It's a big deal. So what has this parable got to do? These two parables got to do with the whole worthiness part of the initial question of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. Because the Pharisees and teachers of the law says they're not worth it. They're not worthy of, good, of your time or effort or even association. They're not worthy for your sacrifice, for your status and your true ethnicity. And then Jesus responds with these, and I have, and this is the point. He responded because he says this, he goes, he, he's probably there, he, and that these task are there. These people, to me, are like that beyond meat stock to you, John. They're as valuable to me as even more so than your beyond meat stock right there. So when the I could find these, when one sinner repents, you notice that? He repeats it twice in this parable, in these two parables. When one repents, all heaven, all angels rejoice. This one sinner who repents is totally worth it. It's like, the, it's like me finding my beyond needs again. It's like suddenly I realize that, oh, it's in the other folder, right? In my digital folder. It's that worth it. You guys follow? So Jesus kicks off with these two parables saying, No, these people are as equally as worth it as like sheep to shepherds, like coins to a woman who worked hard for. Jesus sees sinners who repent as worth it. Everyone in his sight is worth it. Okay, let's move on to Luke chapter 15, verse 11. Jesus continued with another parable. And this one's a very popular one. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to the citizen of the country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with pods and that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his sense, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. And I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against Kevin and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Shush! That should have been there in the text. Shush! You don't say a word anymore. Quick! Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. The father cut him off. Notice where he cut him off. For this son of mine was dead and alive, and he was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him, what was going on? Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has him back safe and sound. The older brother came, became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. You never gave me a party. Hmm. But when this son of yours notice his complaints right but when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home you kill the fattened calf for him my son the father said you are always with me and everything i have is yours but we had to celebrate because his brother of yours was dead and is alive again he was lost and found how are we to respond knowing that jesus's true possessions the ones who are worthy are the ones that are very are those the crummiest of the crummiest people Why did Jesus follow up with another parable of this? It's because I don't think many of us would actually see the younger son worthy for association. Seriously. Just think of it, picture somebody that's similar to this younger son. I'm sure all of you met one, right? Like uh, somebody that would squander their money, spend frivolously, party too much, like sleep in, never be on time for work, like uh, for some reason he's always hungover, right? And then uh, sleeps around with women, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You don't really necessarily want to be associated with that type of people, right? I was taught not to be associated with those type of people. I was brought up that way. But so what? What? So Jesus is just basically putting something it, like not like just hitting a home run on telling us that type of people are worthy to be called children, a child of God. Wait, what? So, he actually, uh, Jesus painted this picture. How is this younger son that crummy anyway? Well, first of all, I listed it out there, is that he wished that his dad was dead. Okay, that was the number one. When you go up, when in that time in their culture, when you go up and say, Dad, I want my inheritance, it just basically says, well, he can't get it unless that dad was dead. But, he said, Dad, I want you dead. So give me my inheritance. If Annabelle, my daughter, said that to me, I would be very heartbroken. <laughs> it's like, Dad, I want you dead. Give me my money, <laughs> right? And it's like, what? All that work I've done? How dare your child? You know, that like, type of thing, right? And then second, what else did he do? He wasted all his money on life's pleasures. He partied. But not only partied, but he partied elsewhere. He partied in Vegas. Okay, get where I'm talking about here. Where did he party? Did he party in Jewish territory or Gentile territory? It's Gentile territory. Why do we know that? Because immediately when he was broke, he had to feed pigs. Jews don't associate with pigs. Jews don't eat bacon. That's why they don't experience heaven. So they don't associate themselves with pigs. And where do we find this uh, younger son? Partying in Gentile territory, in Vegas. Like, probably spent a lot of money on a lot of things. And then he, he made himself low as a low to serve pigs. He literally denied his true ethnic Jewish, Jewishness. He denied his whole line. He basically threw his last name w- with mud. Basically, why would anyone associate with this person then? If this person disrespected the family line, disrespected his last name, disrespected his ethnicity, disrespected his whole family inheritance, why would anyone associate with this person? Yet Jesus says he's worthy. Why? But wait, there's a problem. So we know that the, uh, when the he, the, the the son come, we know the story. We very, uh, all of us who were brought up with the story knows the conclusion of it. The younger son was well welcomed back. But there's a problem. Why was the older son angry? Well, let's go back. When, the two so, when that younger son went up and asked for the father's uh, inheritance, what did the father do? He divided it into half. He already gave it away. He gave it away already. He gave one half to the younger son. He gave the other half to the older son. The older son didn't even debate. Didn't even argue. Didn't say, oh, mo ha You know, like, you know, that, that type of thing. Like, you know, just don't, don't, you don't need to give it to me now. We'll just wait, right? He didn't even do that. He just, oh yeah, give it to me. I'm not gonna say anything, right? How many of you know that? Uh, those type of people, you know, who know that it's wrong, but then when you're given it, you don't admit it because you bend it in front of it, but he goes, okay, as long as I don't say it, it's not wrong, right? So he took the money as well. So really, if you do your math, if, you, if the father divided his inheritance in half, He gave them out. What does the father have left? Zero. Nothing, right? Am I right? He has nothing now in his account. The only thing he has is a title as a father and the ability to live in the basement suite or at a laneway house. That's about it. I know, I've seen some of you put your parents in laneway houses or, or basements. So that's it, a title as a father, that's it. So when the father held a party, Whose bill was it to pay? Who had to pay the bill? The older son. The older son had to pay the bill because he's the only one that's left with the money. Think about it. The younger son already blew it off, so he can't pay for it. The father already gave it all his money away, so who has the money to pay for this bill? The older son. The older son got so angry, why am I paying for this despicable person who literally is not worth my time? He's not even worth my investment. Why do I need to buy food for this guy even? right? This guy spent it all. You are in Dad. Why are you spending money on him? Why are you spending my money on him? Right? I worked hard for this money. You should have, like back then when I didn't have the money, you should have held the party for me. Right? Worthiness. But what did the father say? And what did Jesus say? And what did he say about the previous parables? Who is really, truly counted as worthy? The one who repents. Really, it's not a, the younger son did not repent of, of you know, his spendings and everything. What did he repent of, really? He repented of telling his father to die. Did the older son repent as well? He didn't. He could have. He could have said no to the inheritance, but he too wanted his father to die deep down, didn't he? For him to accept that money readily, he too wanted his father to die. So the true repentance, the the one thing that to repent of is uh, from from that younger son is that, father, so sorry, you are my father. Forgive me for treating you as if I want you dead. Whereas the older son didn't even do that. Instead, he told his father, you owe me big. You owe me a party. It's interesting because um, don't, yeah, don't, just take a little reflect upon this older son for a bit as we, like for the next five minutes, we'll talk about this. The older son is kind of like us in a way. Think about it. We look at Christians around us and we have this uh, moral, ethical compass that we all have upon ourselves, right? Here's what I mean. It's like, um, I still remember some people accuse me of wearing suits. You know, you say, wow, Jonathan. You, you live it up, eh? You know, you spend so much money on suits. Look at me, I come to church with sweats. You come with suits, right? Or you spend so much on coats, jackets, your wife has so many purses. <laughs> I'm gonna get it next time. Wait, so like, you know, like, you know, why are you so, f- like, f- like you, know. Yeah, and you know. Because they have this moral, ethical thing about spending money. That if you spend, if you're a frugal person, then you must be a Christian. You know, you're worthy to be Christian. You know those standards that we put on ourselves? Or don't drive a Mercedes. Or don't drive a BMW. You know, it's just imposing, imposing, right? Yet deep down, we do want it. We do want to go out for lunch uh, many times, right? We do want to go to dim sum. We do want it that. Yet we accuse other people for doing it, right? Oh, well, why are you going out again and again and again? Why, oh, on Facebook, they're going out again? Weren't you the one who's complaining about money? You should be actually saving your money. And then, But deep down, we really wanna to go too, right? Our heart really wants it. Where did I get that from? Look at the older son. He said that I'm not willing to spend my money to party because I know it's wrong, but dad, you should spend the money on me so I could party. Get it? That's weird logic, but I think that's what sometimes, sometimes we do. We accuse other people, we judge other people that they're not worthy because they don't hit that spending thing, or they don't hit that uh, amount of, you don't go to sunny church that often, right? But deep down, we do want to go to that Super Bowl game, <laughs> right? That's coming up. Deep down, we do want to have that hockey game, right? We just don't want to do it ourselves, right? We would rather have somebody else do it for us on our behalf so that we can enjoy it. You see where I'm getting at? So the older son did not treat his, his father with respect. His older son literally treated him as just dead meat. And that's what the younger son is repenting of. He, is, he says, father, you are my father and I forgive me for treating you as dead. But the older son never got it. So who is really worthy of God's invitation? Who is really truly worthy to be called God's child? Is the one who repents. The one who sinner, who admits that he's a sinner, he or she is a sinner who repents, and that, and those are the ones who are worthy. Jesus says, everyone in this room, this tax collectors, yes, they are coming, but they all have one thing in common. They all repented. They all admit that Jesus is their Lord. They all admit that God is their father, and they repent of that, and all of heaven rejoiced because they are worthy. Amen.